Welcome to episode 158 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. Hi. <gasps> Hello. Hi. <laughs> That's what you usually do. Hey. <laughs> well, RuPaul's Drag Race is back, baby. Ooh. It's so fucking good. Is it so good? Oh, and thank you know the only people I had to talk about it with is Justin and Nikki, and so they're like they're obsessed with drag as much as I am. And so at the meeting this week, Justin walked in. I'm like, ooh, Anitra, bitch, Anitra. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this queen that fucking killed it? She fucking oh. killed it. So I'm like, now I'm so pr- be prepared. The the uh, yes and all that. It's coming. It's gonna, it's gonna go Yay. back in my vocabulary. I love it. I love it. I love it. We need it. Oh, it's so fucking amazing. We need some joy. So, I, I mean, I don't know what your first thing is to bring up, but I mean, my, how all, can we not talk about? Oh, I was gonna let you talk about that. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in, but I knew that that was already on the table. Mine are like stupid, like I mean, level this is shenanigans, craziness. We had an election, our midterm election, November eighth. 2022 slaughter today is january 14th right good two months later and this week manny diaz the chair of the florida democratic party retired he said he retired in his 2500 plus word resign letter because he resigned because he's didn't do shit and everybody knew it did he say retire or resign he said retired i'm retiring from this position no bro no you got fucking told to get the fuck out i mean two months too late if you ask me yeah you should have resigned the day after and the thing that's funny is like this week he or next week they were supposed to have their first meeting with the committee people in two months, right. your fucking party gets their ass kicked up and down the state, and you and wait session, two months. And sessions happen. Sessions starting, like you wait two fucking it's months crazy. to have a fucking meeting and like recap what the fuck happened because he Must thought, be nice. but he thought the waters will calm. No, right, and they won't fucking tell me take a vote and tell me to get out. So, in to preempt that, he resigns. Right, yeah. which now throws the party into. Uh, which is oh fine a little bit of a tailspin not that we're not already in a tailspin it doesn't matter it's uh, what we're in utterless uh is it right yeah, the rudderless, utterless, rudderless 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 utterless that's whatever yeah we're that too um, we got no yeah. nips no we got, tits we got no nothing teats, nothing we have no nothing. milk <laughs> and and it's not like we really had leadership before you know what no, i mean true, like what true, does it matter true, true. okay fine but here's what happens now it, you know because when everybody was like he needs to resign he needs to resign he needs to the next question was like okay but who's stepping up right so here we are two months later no plan no recap no like here's what we should be doing at some point somebody has to stop the fucking runaway train that is that we are going down this into the hellscape of florida the florida democratic party is this train that's out of control somebody needs to pump the fucking brakes and step off the train and make a plan of like what's our direction what are we doing where where where's what's our destination because we're gonna we're about to go off the cliff yeah like how do they're not pulling back yeah so instead they just keep doing things so okay in my opinion the next chair needs to be somebody who is uh can raise money yep that's Lots important, which money. everybody thought about Manny Diaz, and he raised $2 million in the first quarter two years ago and stopped. Right. And then was said in his 2,500-page, uh, you know, uh, resignation, which, by the way, was the most work he's done in two fucking years. <laughs> 
by the way, else probably also in this resignation letter was <laughs> 20 different reasons of why it wasn't his fucking fault. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't read through that whole letter. Oh, my God. It's exhausting. Oh, God. This so motherfucker. Deflect, deflect, deflect. You're deflect, a piece deflect, of deflect. shit. You're, just own it. And you know you've done nothing. Or you just, know you've done nothing. Or just resign. Like, yeah. just say, I'm stepping down. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, you I didn't realize I mean, it'd be so hard to get money. What? Really? How about come into the job and look at the fucking books? Look at how much money we're not getting anymore because of all these third-party groups. And when I say third-party, I right. mean like voter registration groups, all these other groups that uh, exist now because they popped up because the party was so shitty. Right. That now that all these other groups popped up across the, the state and people would rather give money directly to candidates or these other groups than to the party because they know it's a waste of fucking time and money. Or at least have some kind of language that tells people what this money is going to be used for. Yeah. But you need a plan for that. You need a plan. So at some point, whoever's going to and, be- And it should be building relationships. If absolutely. we're not getting money, absolutely. right? That's where you've got to go back to people on the federal level and try to build those relationships and say, we need help down here. Yeah. So we need someone who can raise money. We need Local. someone who's going to have a plan that's really, like the party should be focusing on registering voters. They shouldn't, listen, we can't get involved in, in issues. I hate to bring this up, but we can't get involved in issues. Let the, the party has a platform. Stick to the platform. Stop. Don't get involved in don't, and don't say gay. Sorry. Don't get involved. It's so heavily in the way that it distracts from Right. The job you're supposed to be doing. Because here's the thing. The party really doesn't care about don't say gay or LGBTQ because we know that. Because when don't say gay happened, they were planning their winter uh, conference or whatever it was for oh, the state. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. week after the Disney thing, a whole the whole thing blew yeah. up. They were planning a conference Dis- in Disney yeah. at Disney, and the fucking LGBT uh, Stephen Gaskell, the president of the LGBTQ statewide caucus, was like, um, calls Manny Diaz, sends him emails. He's like, what the fuck are you guys what are doing? You doing? What are you doing? They're not standing up for gay people. They're not, you know, that that's before Disney. And we're going to give them money. W- what are you doing? We can't do this. Guess what else just happened? So now that Manny Diaz is out, they have, they're not going to have their meeting next week. So well, who cares? Right? So now they're going to schedule the meeting. I believe it was for, for February 23rd. And the woman who's the vice chair, the first vice chair, now like the acting you know, right. chair said that they're going to have a meeting February 23rd with all the committee people to elect the next chair and she said this Here gives the, these candidates time to crisscross the state which by the way is very big to meet other people to meet all these clubs it's, and caucuses introduce themselves and get votes right yeah guess when they planned the uh <laughs> they planned the meeting the same weekend as the state lgbtq caucus winter conference the same day as like our oh conference oh my god and and they put out a tweet the lgbtq caucus said we made them aware of this. We told them before they, they set the date. They don't give a fuck. They wow. don't fucking care. So don't tell me about don't say gay. They ride the waves like most Democrats and jump on a fucking issue and ride it into hell and, and actually distract themselves from real things that are happening. Like, I don't know, homeowners insurance that people can't right. afford to fucking live here anymore. Well, or, or if they were organized, they could have different committees in this Florida Democratic Party Girl. where there is someone dedicated to making sure a don't, don't say gay issue is taken care of by that group within, you know what I mean? Like there they has, can't get people I to wish sit on I, a board. I know. I wish I could see what is the organizational structure 
Oh, please. Oh, of the FDP. By the way, do me a favor. Sometime today or whatever, tomorrow, go on their website. It's a clusterfuck of people all over this page. I'm like, who's who here? I don't know what the fuck is going on. Here's the thing. The first person on Twitter that I saw was like, I am proud to announce my candidacy for this chair is Alex Barreros, B-E-R-R-I-O-S. Apparently was a senior staffer at the Florida Democratic Party during the last two years. And he's like, I've organized voters. I've done this. I've never heard of the guy before, but I've, I'm not but clearly. But the state's big. So I'm not involved with the state right. party. So the uh, please go look at his Twitter because the amount of fucking people who are in the comments like, no, <gasps> no. Like this, the one person wrote, you're the reason I left politics. No. Especially women of color. We're like, <gasps> you are the worst fucking person to work for. You're the reason why we lost. Like no. you were the one taking what the reins going on and making the, the plans and you're the reason we lost. What is going not, on in the state? Not there, only there that. are leaders all over the state. Like nobody in this state can say like, yeah. here's someone good this, for the job. This egotistical. And the only people who are like, yay, go Alex. We're like party hacks. We're people who are elected to clubs and caucuses who want to stay in power and stay close to people who are in power, which are the people you should be the most afraid of. Right. And two, two fucking state reps retweeted it and were like the audacity representative michelle rayner who's a friend of the pod was like absolutely not representative angie nixon another black woman elected house rep from jacksonville was like no 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 now if a state rep says two, no two that are democrats are coming out against you publicly oh there's something God. really wrong because believe me when i tell you these motherfuckers don't come out about anything you know what I mean? When it comes no, to the no, party, no, no. People, people are very, quiet. very careful. People stay quiet. They're very, very yeah. careful. So, girl. Now, and now there's a rumor that Annette Tadeo, who's a loser, okay? A loser. She tried to bamboozle the governor's race and took money away from the Nikki, the Nikki Free campaign, if you That's ask true. me, because she's an old friend of Charlie in the closet, Chris. She was his lieutenant governor uh, nominee. And then he asked her to jump into this race to pull votes away right. from Nikki in Miami, well, that's, that's, which that's she did. What the, that was what people, yeah. I mean, that was it, the point. And, and that, she really didn't want to yeah. be the governor. She wants to fucking play games. Then she gets out of that race because she wasn't going to win anything and jumps into a the U.S. Senate race. Senate race, or not Senate race, a U.S. House, House race. Yes, 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 yes. For yes. In Miami somewhere. That she lost. Now this woman wants to run for the party chair, which by the way, the party does not, people in the party do not like her because a couple years ago, she dragged those motherfuckers through the mud. Like bad, bad, right? I don't understand. They don't like her. Like, like there's no one in this state that we can turn <laughs> Wait, to. Wait, I haven't, I haven't finished yet. I, oh, there's, another nom- there's another nominee. Well, I, I know, I'm waiting for it. Then on Wednesday night, I was having so much fun. <laughs> At the Dolphins meeting. Say hi to everybody. What's up, ladies? Like, I love it. I love it. I sit there. People come in. I have new members. I'm checking them in. I'm having so much fun. Time and time of my life. Talking about drag race. Screaming at Nikki about drag race and blah, blah, blah. Right? Michael Albetta comes over to me with his phone and says, I was just told to show you this. And it was a Sun Sentinel Anthony Mann article. Breaking news. Hold on. Oh, no. Well, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Don't hold that girl. <laughs> Rick Hoy, the chair of the Broward Democratic Party, is running for the Florida chair. I know. It's 
I went, what? I said, this is a joke. You just made that on Canva. That's a joke, right? Like you made this up. And Michael's like, no, it's real. And he walked away from me and I lost my mind. I started looking it up and I'm sending it. To, I brought it to you. Yeah. I brought it to Jessica. I brought it to everyone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I texted it to people and yeah. everybody who texted me back was like, you're joking, right? Then right before I give my treasure report, Alfredo announces it to the crowd, which by the way, because it was a bylaws meeting, we had a very mixed crowd of old party people and, and, yeah. from the from the Broward party. We're in the audience. Yes. Including That's the true. ex-wife of somebody who might have just been a chair. <laughs> oh, I just right. <laughs> and he says, "By the way, the party chair has resigned. There's lots of people." And Alfredo goes, "This I think someone who has business experience, who can raise money, who knows how to run a business, should be the person who's in charge of the party." Right. He goes locally too. And then he says, "By the way, Rick Hoy, the chair of the Broward Democratic Party, just threw his hat in the ring." And the, the gas the, the, yeah. and the faces I, of the crowd. I have to say, because where I was sitting in that meeting, you could see everybody. I could see everybody's I face. I was looking. And the way that it moved <laughs> it was like from the, the front of the room back. It's like was hearing. Like, <laughs> and I don't, listen. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, it's not a personal attack. No, 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 no. Nice guy, nice guy. He's a very nice guy. But He's you're not prepared. nice guy. But you're not the person for this job. But, and can, my God. But can we just look at Broward? And and I feel like if you really wanted to help the party, like why aren't you starting here? Yeah. Right? You like failed. We had, we, had a, a, we had a huge problem this last election where things need to be revamped and we need to look at things again. But instead of like, wow, let's really rethink what we can do in Broward because we're no. losing one of the, the biggest Democratic <laughs> strongholds in the state. Oh instead... We're going to take over the whole, I, I, and again, it's nothing against the person, but I Stop really, it. I agree with Alfredo. It's a joke. I agree with Alfredo that we need someone that can build relationships, raise a shit ton of money, and really, really like someone who's like, a, has a, a build a, a whole social media campaign where the Florida D, Florida uh, a DP is, is calling out the federal Democratic Party going, hey, we're not getting uh, any you know. money, like doing shit to call people out, getting us money, like making us heard. I, we're not Broward, heard in Broward. We lost. We're not heard in Broward, and now you're going to try to make us heard statewide? In the last I, I don't two years, Broward, in the last two years leading up to this midterm, it's fair, It's proof enough. Look at the fucking numbers, dude. Look at the numbers in no, from November. Broward is losing. We lost so many fucking votes. We are so... Oh, we are... We are now surrounded by red Miami-Dade and it's creeping in from the West Broward and you yeah. want to pat yourself on the and back West and Palm give yourself a down. fucking promotion? Not going to happen. Although, although... I mean, we are in Florida, so anything And we also are in Broward, which means we've talked about this on the podcast before. The way that the fucking Florida Democratic Party works is committee people elect yeah, so. them, from what I understand. Right. And Broward, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach, it's a weighted vote. Which means that the two committee people who I have talked about extensively on this podcast, Grace Carrington and Ken Evans, hold a lot of weight with their vote. And their good Judy is Rick Hoy. Yeah. And if Rick Hoy gets Broward, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach That's to vote it. for him, he, he takes the whole yeah. fucking thing. Now, all right, listen. Oh, God. Listen to me. I'm very sorry that you don't have people around you who can sit you down when you float this idea. Because I've had to do this with uh, people and say, are you sure that this is something that you want to do? I'm your friend. 
and I care about you. So are you trying to do this because of this or are you trying to do it because of this? Really consider what you're doing. If you didn't float this idea by anybody or if you did and they were all like, yeah, you should do it, they're not your friends. What those people are, are trying to hold on to your coattails as you go up to be the state chair because they think being close to you makes them important. But really what they're doing is putting you on the chopping block. They're putting you up as the sacrificial lamb. You are not capable of doing this job. It has nothing to do with, it's not a cut, it's not a personal attack. You're not capable of doing it. It wasn't proven in Broward in the last two years. If, if, the, if there was a blue wave in this county more than anywhere else in the state, I'd be like, fuck, they, this motherfucker knows what's going on. That's not the case. It's not the case. No one should have said, no one should have encouraged this. No one should have asked him to run. It is an outrage. And here's the bottom line. Like I said before, this is a runaway train, this party, and we are going off a cliff, like Tina said. We need someone capable and competent enough to pull the train back. Because at some point, we got to stop playing games. The people who live here are fucking suffering. Yeah. My mortgage just went up $300 a month because of homeowner's insurance. Very soon by next year, I won't be able to afford to live here. And so you want to play games and have somebody in charge of a party who's supposed to be putting these motherfucker Republicans out of business. You want to put somebody who's not capable. At what point do we take it seriously and put somebody in charge of the party who's actually going to do the fucking job that we need them to do? And it's going to be a thankless job. It's going to be rough. It's going to be hard. Yeah. The first person who steps in there and actually puts a 10 to 20 year plan in place is not going to have a lot of success. But they need to set the stage for the next chair right. who can follow that plan and take us on to victory. But it's not you. And I don't think it's Alex Barreros. I don't know who it is. Annette Tadeo. But no. I know this. When I go I mean, to the Broward Dems, what are our when I go to the Broward Dems meeting in November after that loss and nobody wants to start taking responsibility, I know that's not the person for the job. And he's a fucking great guy. I'm not trying to be a dick. But nice is over. People are fucking suffering. People are living in their cars. You know what I mean? What are you doing? You're not thinking about the people in Florida and what's best for them. You're thinking about yourself. And nobody, by the way, will fucking say it out loud. It's crickets on Twitter from everybody I know that is friends with this fucking guy. Everybody. Is nobody behind closed doors telling him? And I'm talking about elected officials who are friends with you. Nobody's calling you and telling you not to do this. Is anybody calling and saying, yes, we're happy for you? Because I know that's not happening. Nobody's calling you and saying congratulations on this. Nobody. Because it's not a welcomed idea. The delusion and the ego has taken over. And I think we've had enough of that. Haven't we? I mean. Isn't it enough already? We, we need strong leadership. And there's so much that still needs to be done in Broward. You know what I mean? It, the, like, and, and yeah, if we what wanted, happens to Broward what, when you abandon it? Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're so secure in Broward County. That's a la That's a joke. Look at the fucking numbers and stop blaming like voters didn't come out. That was literally your job. It was right. literally your job as party. And it would literally be your job as the state chair to make sure people Get across the entire yeah. 30 million people across the state come and, out to vote. And in, in counties that are not blue like Broward, how are you hitting those counties? How are you engaging voters there? I mean- Here's the this thing. is a huge undertaking. It's like somebody saying, Hillary, you know what I need you to do tomorrow morning? Go, uh, uh, go, uh, put, uh, go be a brain surgeon. I need you to cut this person's head open and, and do some brain surgery. I'd be like, uh, no, I don't know how to do that. 
I wouldn't go, sure, I'll go in and give it an old college try. Know what your capabilities are. Maybe you could be the state chair in a few years. You are not tested and proven to be the most successful person at the job. At this point. No way. And I I, I love everyone around me, but y'all better start stepping the fuck up. Because if we don't use our voices, that mine is not powerful at all, believe me. Nobody gives a fuck what I think. But there's a lot of people we know that have a lot more power than I do and could actually maybe make people pay attention and say, yeah, this isn't right. You all have to say something. <laughs> what else are we doing this for? I know. Why, this is why I'm glad I'm not going to be involved in politics anymore. It's all shitty. And it's all about, like I said to you the other day on the phone, I don't know. I, I know a couple other people like us that, that volunteer who aren't in it to get to the next position, right. to run for office, right. to make money here. We don't have a right. job in politics, so right. we can say whatever we want. But other people have to get the balls to do it. Here's a perfect but, example. Uh, go ahead. No, but even if someone, you know, uh, came to me and said, oh, apply for something at the state level, yeah. I would be like, yeah. I can't do that. You know what I mean? And we've been volunteering for a long time. And there are certain things where I can recognize in myself what I can do and what I can do well. And, you know, there's so many other factors in my life, but like, I would know, like, thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that you think of me in this way, but I can't. What happened when we stood outside that Dolphins meeting the other night? Yes. Where I was like, no, no. People (laughs) were asking me to run for something. I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, it's very lovely thought. But no, thank you. Walking backwards to the car. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm capable of doing. I know it's appropriate and it's not appropriate. Well, I think that, well, I, I mean, pre- aside from that, I think that you would be good in that particular, posi- in a position like that. No. Um, but. I'm trying to get out. I, I know. And they pull, You're they're trying, trying to pull me back in. Oh, the Godfather coming back. <laughs> jumped Godfather's out. Godfather's coming back. <laughs> Woo! But I think like it's, it's, it takes, you have to like really, I don't, I used to work for this lady. Many, many moons ago. Uh, And she would tell me that anytime you're making like sort of a big decision like that, like you got to sort of uh, find a space that's quiet and you have to really like give give yourself that quiet, almost like a meditative moment Mm. and really like don't read stuff, don't do stuff. You're sitting alone, you're by yourself and you really have to kind of go through the scenarios, think through everything and then sort of come to your decision. Like you can't just, cause in the moment, sometimes you're like, Ooh, that sounds interesting. Or, Ooh, that sounds horrible. You know, like you gotta give, you gotta let things settle without all the noise. It's like uh, Emerson and Thoreau, right? Like you gotta get, escape all that noise and find the answer within yourself and maybe go, go meditate, go think about it. And it's, again, this isn't a dig at anyone in particular, all right, right? Let's say he even gets it. Let's say he gets it. That's four years right? It's a yeah. four year position. That's four more years that we are not in a better place. We need to, we needed to start 10, 15, 20 well, years ago. I would ago. like to see a plan. How much fucking longer are we going to go? I would like before to see, we stop you nonsense. Know, you know, or, I, I don't even really know how this works. Like the last time it was just like, oh, Manny Diaz is chair. Like what I want to know, what is the platform? What is the, the four year plan and year one, we're doing this and year two, we're doing we this longer than three, that. But you know, like during your like terms, during like, what your is term, it? like, what are the things you're yeah. doing to set up? Yeah. Right. To move forward. Like, I want to hear that then. You and have when no do we other- hear it? Like where do we get to go as, as Democrats in a club and like, Girl. listen to any of these people? Do we get a say? It's I, the most incestuous, disgusting you know? fucking display of shit I've ever seen. And this here's voting, the, the other thing. 
when the, the, I think you sent it to me, somebody sent it to me, that when Red Broward comes out on a tweet and is like, yeah, this is a great idea no, it because was the, we've won big it was the vice, under your leadership. Yeah. That's embarrassing. The people who retweeted embarrassing. it. The people who retweeted it and, and put great comments, including Chip LaMarca, we're like about about the Rick Hoy story yeah. on on Twitter. We're I mean, like, we're, this sounds great. You know what? When you lose so bad, when the governor almost DeSantis almost beat Charlie Chris in the bluest county in Florida, you're right. That should be the leader you guys are promoting. And the vice chair of the GO, of the Republican Party here was like, sounds great. He's yeah. doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's like, doing great. You guys should promote him. It's. A, I mean, the fact that they have the balls to do that, it's embarrassing. Well, it's embarrassing. Here's the thing. They're not the, quaking in their boots. And they don't give They're a fuck. They're welcoming it. They, they will that tell you. That alone is a, a, a red flag. And they'll tell you, don't run. When someone's like, I'm going to step up and run. They're like, no. Republicans don't oh, fucking yeah. play here. They, they don't play they here. Wanna, they want to win. George Santos aside, I don't know what happened up there. But like here, <laughs> Whatever, they don't he's play. winning. <laughs> he's yeah, elected. he won. He won. Well, here's the thing. Like oh, what I was God. saying about, um, which is a story that I really fucking love, is- uh, taking the seat, running when you should be running. And that's Katie Porter, oh. who's a, a U.S. house rep in California. Everybody knows her with her oh. whiteboard. She's well, white, and she writes with the her, thing. Uh, what is it? Like, I don't give a fuck or, yeah, or yeah. ways to not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. She had that book. And I was like, she is. I mean, is stunts. It's stunts. The, but whatever. I love it. This week, she, she announced. <laughs> this is thrilling. She announced she's going to run for the U.S. Senate in California to unseat. The old crow. Yeah. Diane Feinstein. I mean. Who never said she's not running. Like, well, like she didn't I, say she's I, not running for re-election. Well, I said to you so in Katie a text, Porter's just I'm like, like, she probably doesn't you, even know that there's an election happening. Yeah. She's 98. Because doesn't her staff say she's senile? Yeah. She doesn't know what's going on there. I mean, and, and then, that's a shame. Then, it's a shame. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm not making fun of people and senility. No, get but, the fuck out. But you shouldn't be in office. I'll make fun of you. Get the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, you don't understand? <laughs> Time to pack it up, grandma. Get the fuck out. <laughs> pack it up. It's enough. And so then I saw a tweet where it was like, somebody wrote, what Katie Porter did is bold. I can't believe, like, I can't, what a move that is to make. Like, didn't like that Katie Porter did that. And I'm like, what? well, how long are we supposed to wait for <laughs> Diane mean, Feinstein to decide she's done? Come on. Till she's 100? Come on. Get the fuck Get out. out. And you put some limits. out of control. Can we put a 70, 75? But that's the kind of shit I'm looking for. I am looking for people who are done asking permission yes. to take a fucking seat that they should have. Ooh. I'm done waiting for Democrats to be like, excuse me, sir, I know I haven't been doing yeah. very much, but can yes. I please lead your pot? Yeah. Fuck you. People are <laughs> tested and they know what they're doing. They've run businesses. They have the fucking goods. You give them oh the chance God. to do it. You don't elect <laughs> shitty people who have fucking done nothing. They've nothing. done nothing. Oh my God. That and because they're love. your friend. Oh, fuck Where off. the Democrats are the <laughs> Oliver <laughs> Twist of the fucking <laughs> political Excuse world. Excuse me, sir. Can you please <laughs> vote for me? <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're, begging, uh, we're going door to door begging for votes. And Republicans are like, cut their throats. <laughs> and people fucking love it. They're like, yes. It's like Mad like, Max versus. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Mad, little orphan. Mad Max Jesus. versus uh, Oliver Twist. <laughs> the fucking. All I'm asking for is y'all become fucking Mad Max, bitch. <laughs> all I want. That's all I want. Start wow. kicking ass and taking fucking names. Oh and this God. ain't the way. No. This is not the way. It's not the way. <laughs> Jesus not the Christ. Way. I am beside myself. And uh, you know what? 
He could win. Oh, uh, he probably will. I mean, been, he's not I mean, very well known around the state. No, he's, he's quite. He's, but if you have these three, I mean, well, Tadea would be maybe better known around the state just because right. she was on that. Uh, and party wise, I don't think she's liked. Right, but I'm thinking of if these are our only three candidates, then so he far. might be the best choice. Jesus. That's but can we? But sit by down? the way, There's no I one know sitting in a room too. putting <laughs> a list of people, putting a list of people, and 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 yeah. actually asking people yeah. who can do this. I don't. I don't. I can't. That's the that's the fucking fuck, it, most fucked up part. Position? Yes, I think it is. Oh, I think so. But that's the most fucked up part is that there's that of the three that I'm. If, if today throws her hat in the ring, I'm like. Ah. How, well what is our best option here and he might look like the best option to yeah. people because the way that that Bar barreros was dragged on twitter like i don't see how that's ever going to happen yeah. unless the staff is separated from like committee people but people know like they said it was his plans in this last election oh, like this guy God. was manny diaz basically handed the reins over to him and he drove well, it into the then, fucking ground god then what does he do that's I, what i, I mean that's what i, I mean can't. by the way dudes find a woman of I color i was just gonna say that not in that today find a woman of color there has got to be a black woman organizer that has been kicking ass that could do this job. Oh my God. There has to be. And I hate to put that on a black woman. Yeah. I hate to do that. I really no, do. No, but we need, we need strength. But this is where strength they have the patience and, intelligence and the plans to get shit plans done. And ability yeah. and networking. Like we need a lot. We need a lot. They know what's important. And it's not about uh, pronouns and fucking gas stoves, which I don't know what's happening now with these gas I mean, stoves. I don't I know what like that's, that is. You know what? I mean, God, we even um, like interviewed that amazing Maya Brown. Like mm. they, these are people like in the political realm that yeah, but could see, probably she, But she's an employee. Something. Like she runs her own business. She, right. She has her own. I know. I'm saying, but 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 someone that like, like, like her, that's like, you know. Well, why isn't somebody, why don't we ask the people who work like that? in the party and how she doesn't work yeah. in the party but work for candidates yes. and knows I mean, what needs to be done those are the people we should be asking who do you think who do you know right i should send yeah michelle like michelle rayner a, a dm but I would, just like, ask it, like even our friend uh lindsey pollard like these are people in the community who know people who are amazing people who are brilliant strategists that, that's who you should be tapping to find out what the hell needs to be done Anyway, whatever happens, if, if oh, these are our two candidates that we have right now. Three. Yeah. Well, well we don't know. She hasn't jumped in. Oh, 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 I thought yeah. she did. No, oh. not yet. But it, if these two are the two we have, we're in, we're still in for a lot of trouble. And by the way, it also like says to me, like, how much longer do I want to be here? I'm sorry. But it's like you don't even want to give it a chance. No. You don't even want to try. When you want to elect one of these two people, all you're telling me is that you are okay with mediocre losing, losing, losing. And I ask you, because we've seen it this last election, how much longer do you think you can cry poor me and bad guy DeSantis or bad guy Trump? Yeah. How, or bad whoever. Guy Rick Scott right. and bad guy. How much longer? Because the people seem to like that. So you, who you're pointing out and saying is bad, the people are voting for. Right. So when is this strategy going to come around to, I don't know, not putting Charlie Crisp up as a governor candidate? I Big mean, mistake. Ugh. Big mistake. I just. It, and that's, it's the equivalent of, of what we're trying to do now here with this chair. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. 
And nobody says anything. Nobody says Charlie Crist is weak as a candidate. Nobody, he's he's lost several times statewide. Nobody wants to say Charlie, not a good idea because they want to stay friends with Charlie. Right. But this trickles upward, right? Because now on the federal level, when we have like the, like this, this Santos and that Marjorie Taylor Greene, the fringe loonies are now like wielding, more Which, power, like election deniers. And most of them were from Florida. Those 20 that election, held the fucking Speaker yeah. of the House. Ca- uh, election deniers yeah. are, are, are taking control. Like this is what's happening. And when Florida fails to, to find candidates for the U.S. House, you have oh people up God. on the Speaker, speaker of the House d- d- not wanting to elect Kevin McCarthy 15 fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> and they're from well, Florida. But then you have that stupid McCarthy who, um, you know, basically said about Santos is lying. Well, the other Republicans lie too. Like everybody lies. Mm. So it's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, we're going to sweep it. Under. It'll go away. Great. It'll go away. So sweep it, it under matter. the rug like every, everybody else does. God. <sighs> I only had two like stupid little oh. things. <laughs> yes. That made, one made me laugh so hard because, you know, all the Biden thing with the classified docs, mm-hmm. you know, they found classified docs in Biden's yeah. office and then they just found some more in his garage. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, all the Trump people are like, well, it was him. And look, he had stuff too, right? Because we can't ever, we can't yeah. ever win. Well, it's also really funny. But, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, but the funny <laughs> thing, the thing that made me laugh was Trump was like, it's worse that Biden has unclassified documents than me because Biden knows how to read. What, he doesn't know the word classified? Is that what he's saying? Like he's saying like, I don't know how to read and Biden knows how to read. What the fuck? Yeah. Why are we even still what? talking to Trump? Why are we even talking Cause to him? Because he's running. Oh, stop it. Well, please. This is happening. Also, you know, <laughs> here's a lesson for Democrats. I don't know. When Trump's shit was found and we were blowing it up all over right. the place and we were like, this is, this is crazy. Look at all these. I mean, that was a huge fucking story for months. Of course this could happen. Of course this could happen to Biden. And it could happen probably to a lot of people. I'm sure this isn't the first time that someone has had documents at the house. But because y'all made it such a big fucking story, which was it was a good story. Yeah. Now you, it's going to come back on you. Now, now, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, and also I can't defend it. I can't defend fucking yeah. someone leaving classified. I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know? And I it's mean, like, what, why? you're an idiot. What is going on? It's like, it's like her fucking emails. It's like yeah. the fucking server that she had at her house. That dummy. Yeah. You're such a dummy, Hillary Clinton. <sighs> Private server. What the fuck are you talking I about? Know. I mean, anybody can hack that shit. Shit. The, and the, again, you're, you're a, the, the high school kid down the block. It's another fucking uh, example of like nobody around Hillary Clinton saying, oh, ma'am, you yeah, have to yeah, use an yeah. email that's protected by, you know, uh, you know secure. God, nobody said to her, ma'am, that? Yahoo's not a good idea from oh, your house to send fucking, uh, you uh, know, codes. Hillary Clinton codes. at yahoo.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the other thing that like just flipped me out a little bit was uh, the Missouri Congress what? and the dress code. Oh, with the oh, the sleeveless? Like the women yeah. reps have to wear jackets now. I have to tell you. I Where heard, are we living? Yeah, but I've heard this before. If we would go to church and somebody's shoulder was exposed, it was like, that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to rip the sleeves off everything. Now, let me tell you something. I think men's shoulders are so fucking hot. Like, Ooh. that's my... That's your thing. Isn't that weird? Oh, like this part? Right here. Oh, hi. Holy shit. Yeah, that's hot. 
I like that. Also, oh, Lisa Marie Presley died this oh, week. Oh yeah, so fucking bummed out. Yeah, it was. I it, it was a a surprise. But she had just like been at that award yes, ceremony. But and like when I saw her, like when Austin Butler won for El- the Elvis performance, and he was thanking them, and they looked at, they looked at her in the crowd, like the camera. I was like, she looks fucking fucked up. I thought she looked fucked up. <gasps> oh, like she was on something. Yeah, and then Didn't I went. She struggled with like drugs yeah, and stuff she's, too. Listen, so her do- her son died of suicide two years ago. Like this, she's out of her. She's out Aww. of it. Like this is not a good life. Okay, I no. know it's like not poor me, but it was like you know she struggled. Yeah. So then I went and saw. I looked at videos of her on the red carpet, like leading in, and she was. She seemed like she was drugged out. I mean, to Aww. me. And then she even, like, one point said to this guy who was with her, like, I'm going to hold on to your arm, like, in the middle of the interview. Because she's, like, I think she was out oh, of it. Yeah, so good. the cardiac no, arrest know. kind of makes sense if she was, you know, using. using. But it's really, Dang really, it. really, really, really sad. It's really sad. And, you know, addiction is a health issue. It's a mental mm. health issue. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like like people who easily dismiss it as, like, oh, someone's just a junkie or a pillhead. Like, we have to really, like understand that it's it's an illness yeah you know and when we don't talk about stuff like that or we dismiss it or we sort of like turn our nose down to it it's not good for anyone Mm -mm. right because that impacts I mean look at our country it impacts all levels all races all levels of education all socioeconomic levels you know Mm. it's really sad all right, are you ready? You're first. Okay. <laughs> All right, so today I'm going to tell you the story of former New York State Senator Hiram Montserrat. Okay. Okay, so Hiram Montserrat moved quickly from the New York City Council to the New York State Senate, but it was his quick temper mm. that led to his political demise. All right, so our story takes place in Queens, New York, in the early to mid 2000s. Mm. And from what I read prior to winning office, Montserrat was a Marine and a police officer. And according to his New York Senate bio, he served in the Marine uh, Corps Reserves and earned a National Defense Ribbon and Good Conduct Medal. Mm. Then he spent, um, when he was a police officer, it was like 12 years. So he worked as a cop for a long time. He won a seat on the Queens New York City Council. And according to his New York Senate page, he was the first Latino elected to public office in Queens. Wow. Big accomplishment. Yeah. Then he went. Jesus. um, And as um, uh, that elected official, he went up against then Mayor Bloomberg on immigration reform. He was challenging things like Bloomberg's uh, immigration policy that required employers to report illegal immigrants to the feds. Mm. And he worked on issues like affordable housing And as far as civic work, he did a lot. He served on the board of directors of the New York Civil Liberties Union. Wow. From 2002 to 2005, he served as the co-chair of the Black, Latino, and Asian Caucus. And um, he eventually wins that Senate seat uh, to uh, New York in 2008. So there were some controversies that surrounded him in his early days. The New York Observer's Catherine Jose wrote about slashed tires and stolen computers from a political rival, Sabini, but nothing legal ever stemmed from it. So supposedly there was like this rivalry and like that campaign like accused that maybe like they were like doing stuff like that, which is kind of weird. She also uh, wrote about this weird like Scientology connection where he tried to push this like detox program which was Scientology-based, to help with the 9-11 first responders' health issues. What? Yeah, it's, it was very weird. 
And then he passed a resolution in the city council honoring Tom Cruise and L. Ron Hubbard. What's going on here? Yeah, it's like weird. Is he a Scientologist? No, Jose noted that when he was asked about it, Montserrat claimed that he didn't believe in Scientology, but he just liked the health program that they had, and he really wanted to, like, push that forward. It was odd. Something weird's happening here. It's a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so um, as a newly elected senator, though, he didn't do much to make friends with the other Dems, and according to the New York Times, what he did instead was he took part in this coup with Senate Republicans. So he, like... went to the other side with the Republicans. The dark side. And it only lasted like a week or so. And then he was back on the Dem side. And then they were like, okay, you can have this committee position. Oh, you know. Pussy motherfuckers. Yeah, so it was just like this little drama. Oh, you came back. You love us. Here you go. Here's all your gifts. Instead of being like, no. Get out, yeah. But he wasn't like in the Senate very long um, Mm. when the major incidents happened. So um, basically- there's two major incidents. So the first one happens in 2008. And then shortly, um, not shortly after, a couple years after that, then the second thing happens. Okay. The first thing is bad. Oh, Tina, I fuck. Know, I know. No, I'm sorry. The way I'm she sorry. looks at me, I know. I'm it's sorry. Not- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to cry. All right. So allegedly in December 2008, so this is like right after he wins that seat. Okay. Montserrat and his then girlfriend, Carla Geraldo, mm-hmm. had an argument. Supposedly because Montserrat found a business card in her purse, which had a man's name on it. Oh, he's such a fucking dick. Because Why are you going through her purse, you fucking insecure motherfucker? I mean. Can you imagine someone going through, someone going through your bag? No. Get the fuck out of here. I know. Allegedly. Oh no. Beat the shit out of her. He smashed a glass in her face. Wow. Like right in her eye. Charming. Wonderful. And I mean, he really harmed her. Like, no, that's and, not. That's so and fucked up. Afterwards, he dragged her through the apartment and then through like the apartment lobby. What? Like to his car to take her to get help because she like wanted like an ambulance. Oh yeah, that's the right way to get her to mm-hmm. the car. I didn't realize that that like, was a new um, approach. So a New York Times article by Ralph Blumenthal gives more details, stating that Geraldo begged Montserrat to call nine one one but he dragged her through the lobby and into the car where he drove her to the hospital. Um, and then the hospital staff notified police. Good. Okay. Thank God. Now, an article I found in Gotham Gazette by uh, Nadia Velasquez uh, notes an interesting act that Montserrat allegedly took. So she writes that instead of taking her to the local hospital, he drove over an hour away. Oh Because remember, my he's God. an elected yes. official, right? <gasps> so she's supposing in this article that it was possibly right allegedly to cover his tracks and avoid any spotlight given his position now so which would be probably why he didn't want to call 911 and probably why he didn't just take her to and he claimed later that like the other hospital had better service what an hour away i would i don't mm-hmm. know hospitals an hour from here yeah let's be honest and number two uh this isn't the first time let's be honest right this is probably the first time he had to take her to a hospital right right but i'm sure so I do want to note that the article that that woman wrote, um, she was supporting his political opponent at the time. So there may have been some bias, but. Oh, give me a fucking break. I'm just, I'm just putting it out Where's there. Where's the bias when you're smashing glasses into people's well, and fucking then the heads? Cut, yeah, I was going to say it's near the her cut, eyeball. by the way, went to um, her skull by no! her left eye. What the fuck? According to Blumenthal's article. And it also required between 20 and 40 stitches. So that's a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, and you it know was, what? And it left a lasting scar. Bruh. 
I am the most insecure, jealous person you're ever going to meet in your life. I'm not fucking, sm- I am. You're not going to, sm- I don't smash glasses on people. This is psychotic. This is crazy. No, no, no. I mean, imagine, I mean. No, a, gl- I'm thinking a glass. About, yeah, it's fucking, and to push it so hard yes, that it goes into the skull. Just, oh my God. I mean. What a dick. Uh, however, oh, like in no. many domestic violence cases. No. His girlfriend stated that the cut was a result of an accident and Montserrat concurred. Oh, they stated baby. that the room was dark and he tripped bringing her water. Mm-mm. It doesn't even make sense. It's I'm so tripping insane. and bringing you water. It's like, so unless, sad. Like, he fell on top. It's no, like, no. But there was video from the apartment lobby <gasps> of him dragging her through it. Holy So they could proceed at least... <laughs> To show that he did cause her wow. injury somehow. So they wow. couldn't prove that the glass part was a result of the fight. But because of the way he was dragging her through the lobby, they say, okay, I'm sure, the way- I'm sure he blames her for that. I'm sure it's her fault. So there were two counts felony assault. Whoa. In the end, Nothing. because she kept saying like, no, it was an accident. It was oh an accident. God, it was an accident. Lady. And he's saying it's an accident. Um, he was convicted of misdemeanor assault and he didn't have to do like any jail time or anything. Um, and it was, you know, um, you know, luckily there was even the evidence from the videotape. After the trial, Montserrat said, first and foremost, oh yeah, I want to mention that a terrible accident occurred to my girlfriend, Carla Geraldo, the a boss. person that I love and I will forever will, uh, live with that. <laughs> Can you imagine? I am horrified. Like that, that, she, that she has to... Also, listen to that bullshit because she just did him a solid here. I can't. I can't imagine what is going on. I know that victims of domestic oh, violence, no, like know, they no. are it's, just so desperate scary. to like and even then like protect this person. Because, well, and then it's probably like, oh my god, it's going to be my fault if he loses his career. It's going to yeah. be my fault if you know what I mean. And like all the ramifications. It's that always come. about the other person. It's not right, about them, right? And then they're probably like, well, okay, I have stitches. Okay, it's you, you know like. It's, it's awful. so sad. It's it's terrible. Um, Mayor Bloomberg at the time called Montserrat's actions, quote, disgraceful, despicable, deplorable, according to the New York Daily News. So he was given three years probation, 250 hours of community service, a $1,000 fine, one year of domestic abuse counseling, and he also had a protective order oh. that prevented him from seeing Geraldo. Oh. But- No! It was vacated and they were allowed to be in contact with each other. Fuck. So, you know, um, because they both went before the judge, like, we want to still see each other, you know. Uh, judge, please. He could kill this woman. So, the oh aftermath, my God. Because it wasn't a felony conviction, Montserrat didn't automatically get kicked out of his seat. If he would have been, like, found guilty of the this felony, this is the assault, first incident. What the fuck happens? So, um, well, the second one isn't as bad. Oh. I mean, it's bad, but not as bad um, as this at all. But according to the Associated Press and the New York Times, the Senate met and voted in a vote of 53 to 8 to expel him anyway <laughs> because of the assault conviction. Bro, you shouldn't have jumped over to the other right. side for a week. That's basically that's basically it. Like, we were like, we don't yeah. like you. They're like, and we're they- going to just, Democrat, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give the Democrats here a pass. You yes. were like, you know, we're going to sit and wait for this motherfucker to fuck up and then and take him out. Montserrat, of course, tried to fight it, saying, quote, the actions that I've committed did not rise to the level of expulsion. Oh, my God. You smashed a glass in someone's face. you imagine this is someone, this is how someone thinks. Women, women don't matter. They don't matter to anybody. Like this is fucking crazy. And why, 
I know that the police didn't have like the evidence in the apartment and she right. wouldn't admit to it, but stop. Don't leave it up to these victims. Understand the psychological abuse right. that's also happening. But I happening. guess in the, and, in the court system, right. that when you have someone so, saying that didn't happen, that didn't happen, you're under oath. We need to understand <sighs> and uh, take into account the psychological abuse these women are also undergoing and how they might not have, know their own best interest and right. how you're going to protect them. That's what you're supposed to be doing as the police, as the right. court system. Counseling Protecting these to- women. Ugh. You know that that woman didn't, tr- didn't fall on a glass. Can you imagine Look this poor here. lady? All right, so the second major incident. After this Yahoo gets ousted from office, he ends up getting in trouble for misusing city funds when he was an elected official. Oh my God. So according to Colin Moynihan's New York Times article, Montserrat confessed to using $100,000 of city money to pay for a Senate campaign run. So allegedly, according to the article, he moved $300,000 from the city council's discretionary funds to this nonprofit group Libre, which he also happened to be a part of. And then $100,000 was used to help with his 2006 Senate bid. So he had oh run in 2006 and lost. And, and then he ran again and, and won in 2008. So he was charged with mail fraud and conspiracy. This time he got jail time. Yay. He went for two years. Uh, he ended up serving 21 of the 24 months. That's, that's and enough. And he had to pay restitution of $79,434.49. Wow. Which he did pay back. So this time around, he was contrite, saying, quote, I am ashamed and deeply sorry for my lapse in judgment. I wanted to make a difference. You couldn't Holy say sorry before. Cow. For stealing money? Yeah. But you beat the shit out yeah. of your girlfriend with a fucking, she put a piece of glass to her head and you can't fucking say you're sorry? Can you, you imagine? You fucking piece uh, of shit. Fuck you. The judge in the case What's Colleen, this guy up to oh. now? What's this? This is 20 years ago at this point. What the fuck? Oh, hold Longer, on. Longer, right? I'll 14? The judge in this case, Colleen uh, McMahon, stated, quote, using other people's money for your own purposes is way down in the lowest circle of hell. All right. You succumbed to the temptation as so many have before. All right. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Bitch, All right. She's so, sitting there preaching now. <laughs> points of interest. Ooh. This guy <laughs> yeah. is the person who refuses to go away, which is like, it's just like part oh. and parcel for the Democratic Party, I guess. <laughs> Or any party. I mean, yeah. look at fucking Donald Trump. I mean, shit. All right. So in 2016, <laughs> yeah, he tries to run for district leader, which is a volunteer position, but it's like kind of like running like the Broward Democratic okay. Party or like one of these, like, yeah. you know, and it's voted for. And, but in, in New York, a district leader can pick poll workers. They can nominate judges. Ooh. They can vote for party leadership. It's a powerful position, right? Okay. In 2016, he runs for that, loses. In 2017, he decides to run for his old city council seat. According to a New York Post article, he said, quote, I committed my sins. I paid for them. Yeah. I paid my dues. Where he stole money. I mean, okay. you were an elected official who yeah. took money. Yeah. When you were in that position yeah. and now we want to put you back in it. Yeah. It's crazy. Does he think people, let's see, is their memory short or no? <laughs> um, his opponent, Francisco Moya, said at the time, I'll put my record up against his violent, criminal, and corrupt past oh. any day of the week. <laughs> Good. Put it still, out there. Put it Still, out. there were folks, he didn't win. <laughs> okay. But there were folks willing to forgive and forget. Like, there were quotes in articles like, oh, you know, he did his time. Wow. And he didn't, it wasn't like he, uh, I mean, he lost that election, but it wasn't, again, like some landslide. You see, this <clears> is why, uh, you know what, voters... You're fucking idiots. Yes. I, uh, well, I there's, can't. There's why are more. we doing this? Why are we giving, why are we giving <laughs> everyday morons the right to vote? Fuck you guys. 
in 2018, oh, he ran for that district leader position again. This time he won. What? See, you put enough time between your, your the, that one election and some bullshit. The Democrats are like, sure, why not? Wow. Wow. In 2020, wow. he ran for New York State Assembly, lost. Oh, In 2022, he ran again for New York State Assembly. And it was so funny. I found his little, like, <laughs> his page, you know, his, like, uh, yeah, campaign. campaign page. And he talked about how crime was up, and he was the one to help stop it. He you're, literally you're, was a criminal stole, at the time. You stole money. Yeah, you helped stop it because <laughs> instead of somebody else stealing money, you stole money. And then money. my favorite part, my <laughs> you stopped fav- somebody else you stole money. Yeah. My favorite part was when he writes about winning that district leader seat. He says that he got that, quote, after a political hiatus, <laughs> you're a loser who kept losing. You didn't take a, hi- yeah, a hiatus. You were, hiatus. Like you you were in jail. Out. You were in jail. You were in jail. <laughs> you lost election after election. You didn't step back. Wow. Right. A hiatus is like, wow. oh, I'm taking a break. Yeah. No, you, you were forced to take a break because you're wow. a crook. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, the rewriting of history. <laughs> the rewriting. He lost that election. He lost that election. All right. So it's time. Nicely. It's time to stop. And it's time to get out Never. of the political game. Nobody, Never. it's not for you. Nobody wants you. He's not going to stop. So the one thing that I found really gross though, um, as my last little point of interest is when he was first accused of that abuse mm. um, and like the videotape, that stuff is coming out. Um, according to Anne Barnard's New York Times article, folks like rallied around him, Democrats, and they had the nerve to wear these purple ribbons. And purple ribbons are abuse. a symbol for ending domestic violence. And oh. one supporter who was a Democratic district leader who was also uh, running an organization to help prevent domestic violence said, quote, Montserrat is a pro-choice and pro-woman. I mean, <sighs> like, can we wait and see where the chips fall before you who I mean, you're supposed to be protecting women, and you're running around with purple ribbons, ribbons standing next to this guy. Wow! Isn't I was like, but what? that's see, this is the same thing. I mean, I know, I <sighs> encourage everybody out there. Like, here's the thing: Republicans stick together like that. Like, they'll protect their own so fiercely. And there's a part of that that I really admire. But here's the thing. Don't protect shitty people. Democrats yeah. should never do that. And they had to have heard things or And this goes they, back to I calling mean, things out. Call people out or call, like, we don't like to say called out. Let's call them in, right? Yeah. And when this guy does this, somebody needs to call him in and say, yo, while you're under investigation, you should take a step back. Instead of just immediately rushing out to support them. They're human beings who God knows what the fuck's happening behind closed doors. We don't know. Yeah. And you're pretending like everything you've seen at this person at like caucus meetings is who he really is. That's an act. These are all fucking pretend actors. And, but, it's not but, real. But the fact that to get that woman to be supportive, right? Like they had to make, they were probably like, oh, you know who we need is mm-hmm. so-and-so district leader because she's in that organization and it's against domestic violence. And people probably said to her, I'm telling you, this is, you know, no, and like, where's the not statement? true and this yeah. and that and the other. And so uh, uh, where's the statement from her afterwards, after all the stuff comes out where she's like, this is shameful. I'm yeah. embarrassed that I was supporting this person. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, where's that, that I statement? Don't know. You I, know mean, what I mean, maybe it came out that I didn't see that. I hope so. But like, at least as publicly as you supported this piece of shit, just as, as, as a uh, public, you should be taking saying he's fuck, fuck. Because him. I feel like if anyone we knew in our political circle and had like such an allegation, I would 
keep my mouth shut until like I knew a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just would, I will hold off and say, let's see what's happening. You know, is there, you know, sometimes where there's smoke, there, there's fire, but not all the time. So you got to wait a little bit and keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's the story. I, I was like, oh my God, this guy. Jesus, I can't believe he's still around. Still, he won't go away. 2022, oh, he's running. God, fuck off. Go away. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. This is Beer in Front. Every week, I'll talk about a beer that maybe we've forgotten along the way while we get those check-ins and badges. Being the Chicago beer guy, I'll also talk about great craft beer in the city of Chicago. And remember, sometimes the beer in front of you is the best one yet. That's Beer in Front, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. So today... By the way, I've been doing my stories like a week ahead of time. Like right now, my story is halfway done for next week, which I'm super Ooh. like, you have no idea. I'm like staying on top of it. I yes. Mean. I did. Mine is always, I always write on Tuesday. Tuesday is the day that I nice. like write it. It's all, it's, it's all done. I have my, my schedule. And I have a, I know what I'm doing next week, but then also for the week after, I already know what I'm doing. <gasps> so I'm like really staying on top of it for season four. Ooh, look at I, I'm excited about next week's story. It'll be good. Woo! Okay. <laughs> and today, okay. I am covering Florida v. Pitts Lee. Okay. Okay. Pitts and Lee, Pitts and Lee versus Florida in 1963 was a criminal case in which two black defendants were charged with murder. It was an important civil rights case because of the wrongful conviction and exoneration. So, the crime. This is a old Florida story. We've done That's, these before. Oh, good. It's not we a need- new uh, concept of what was happening in old old Dixieland. Uh, which was Florida and probably is in certain parts well, of the state. I, Lee County, not Lee County. What's that county up there? That horrible sheriff. Oh, because Lee County is Fort Myers. Oh, it's, it's there's a it's, horrible sheriff. Yeah, whatever. It's Who's anything. Like, when they when they when they didn't give the death penalty to the Parkland shooter, he came out and he was like, "That's what happens in Briard. Yeah, and don't bring that motherfucker up here because we'll string him up on it. He's a fucking piece Ugh. of shit, like old school." Ugh. Fuck him. So, well, by the way, that's how all of Florida used to be. Like we, you've done stories here where yes. I think you did one for Palm Beach and one in Broward where yeah. it was just lynching black boys yeah. for fucking no reason. Oh. Fucking, and the white people just come up and start shooting the body and stabbing right. the body. But we don't need to learn history. Yeah. I mean, where we're sitting here, where I live was old farmland. And all the houses in this neighborhood were like these, because it's this the name. It's an older, it's the oldest neighborhood in, where, in the city where I live. And on the other side of the tracks, which is a predominantly black neighborhood, is where all the farm workers lived. And they would walk across the tracks and work in the farms, which were here, like where we're sitting, basically. Wow. So I'm sure there's a lot of history yeah. right here. It's wild. I know. Um, okay. So the crime occurred on August 1st, 1963 in Port St. Joe, Florida. On the night of the crime, Freddie Pitts, who was 28, and Wilbert Lee was 20, and several other people went to Mojo Gas Station in the small town. Pitts and Lee went to use the restroom, but the restrooms in the facility were for whites only. 
The This caused Pitts and Lee to get into an argument with the attendants, two white men named Grover Floyd Jr. Oh and Jesse Burkett. Just let someone pee. Yeah. And apparently they were at this big party. It was a really small town, which again, these small towns still exist in Florida. Um, they're very scary. You want to talk about Deliverance? I think it was oh. filmed here. Uh, and you drive through and you're like, let's just get to the next yes. town. I, did I tell you the story about the gas station <laughs> attendant? I went somewhere... Where the fuck was this? It was the middle of Florida somewhere and we were getting gas. And I asked the lady, I went in and I asked the lady, how do we get to the highway? Because, you know, this is before cell phones and yeah. jet, GPS, whatever. And she goes, I don't know. I've never been on the other side of that road over there. And she points and I'm like, it's like 50 feet away. Like dead face. Like I've never been on the other side of the I said, I got in the car. I'm like, we have to get the fuck out of here. We have to get out of here. Like old school. Jesus. <laughs> That sounds so scary. So these two guys were at a party with a bunch of people. They had been at the gas station earlier and got some gas and went out to this party and came back to use the phone and go to the bathroom. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen. But these so two... So when you say it's whites only, they, they didn't have facilities for... Black. Right, right. Oh, I... Right. And it's 1963. Come on. Yeah. I hate It took a long time for Florida so to come along, much. by the way. Like, Florida was like one of the... Because we're a stagnant goddamn swamp. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's get the hell out. So uh, (laughs) these two men, Floyd Jr. and Burkett, were found dead three days later. So the two gas station attendants who they Uh had a fight with were found dead three days later. Burkett (sighs) and Floyd had been abducted before dawn on August 1st at the gas station. So the same day, same day this happened. Um, their bodies were found in a secluded area near a canal some 13 miles from the station. And they had been shot to death. Uh, after being coerced by the police into making an accusation, a woman who was with Pitts and Lee at the gas station, the bathroom fight, all that, accused Pitts and another man in the crime. The other suspect was a soldier who worked for the military and they provided him an alibi. So then the woman comes back and changes her accusation, accusing Pitts and Lee of the crime. Pitts and Lee confessed to the crime after the police beat them and threatened them and threatened to harm, harm Lee's wife, among oh other examples God. of cruel treatment. Their lawyer, who had been appointed by the court, advised them to plead guilty. <gasps> and so these two guys sound like assholes to begin with. So I'm sure there were plenty of people that probably didn't like them. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then they were sentenced by to death by an all-white jury on August 28th, 1963. 27 days later. 27 days after this crime was committed. They were convicted to die I, by an all-white jury. When everyone else, it's like years before you even like go to trial. Yeah. In 1966, a man named Curtis Adams confessed to the murders of Floyd and Burkett. So a few years years later, this guy uh, says that he did it. Pitts and Lee spent over a decade appealing their case, even though somebody had already admitted to doing it. In 1964, they appealed to the Florida Supreme Court, alleging that the judge in their case had made procedural errors. However, the court ruled against them. Of course. Then they filed a motion objecting to the composition of the jury. That had sentenced them, and after the trial court, and after the trial court ruled against them, they appealed to the Florida First District Court of Appeal. The court upheld the lower court's ruling. On. Pitts and Lee filed another appeal on, on their convictions in 1967. So now they've been in jail I mean, four years. They it's argued 1967. Like, yeah. wake up! I know. 
Um, they argued several points. Okay, so they objected to the fact that one lawyer had represented both of them. People who opposed the death penalty had not been included on the jury. They argued that their guilty plea was based on coercion, which I think is the most important part, and that their lawyer had been inadequate, which he was, well, and that the state had withheld evidence that supported their innocence and that Curtis Adams had confessed to this crime. Like, there's already somebody else. And was Curtis Adams, because he made that confession, then jailed as well? Yes, but... So so that doesn't make sense. Right. If you've put someone else in jail for committing that crime, then you let the other people go. Yeah. And not only had Adams confessed to the crime, but the woman who was their witness, who accused them, was now saying she was coerced into pointing them out and oh saying that. God. Which we knew, she's probably right? feeling guilty yeah. as hell. Because because the two people she mm. pointed out, one of them was like, the, gov- the, the military's like, no, no, he was here on the base all night. And yeah. she's like, and the cops, yeah. oh, oh, it was this guy. I mean, it's so fucked up. Um, however, there was considerable resistance in the state to acknowledge these facts, right? Nobody wants to admit that, they're that wrong. they did something wrong. When the Gulf County it's Sheriff- people's lives, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it's one thing you don't want to admit your faults and there's no repercussions, but people are going to die. Yeah, that's fucked up. When the Gulf County Sheriff was told about Adam's confession, he said, quote, I got two N-words on death row who already did it, end quote. I hate everything. Yeah. However, in court, the prosecutors refused to grant Adams immunity for his crime, so he pleaded the Fifth Amendment, (gasps) right? Because he's like, I'll confess to this, but I don't want to be held accountable. So then they're like, no, 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 we're not giving you immunity. So then he's like, well, I'm not going to ever talk about it. Then he continues to plead the Fifth. While the court had ample evidence that Adams had told other people about his guilt, including testimony from his girlfriend, they could not use it because of Adams pleading the fifth. Great. Real competent people. Warren Holmes, the man who had taken Adams' confession under a lie detector, mentioned the case to his friend, Gene Miller. Here we go. Uh Holmes told Miller that he believed Pitts and Lee were innocent, right? So the guy... Thank God taking this polygraph was like, this is so fucked yeah. up. There are two men who are going to die and this is not right. So he tells Miller, but Miller is a reporter for the Miami Herald. Ooh. So he begins to investigate <gasps> this case and he wrote a book on his findings. It's this called why journalism matters. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the same thing. He wrote a book on his findings. It's called invitation to a lynching, which argued that Pitts and Lee had been wrongfully convicted oh. in 1976. Miller would be awarded a Pulitzer Prize in local general or uh, spot news reporting for his book. This book convinced Florida Attorney General Robert Shevin to testify to the Florida Supreme Court that he believed the state had wrongfully withheld evidence and that the two men were actually innocent. Oh, thank God. So please tell me. Shevin uh, later admitted that his confession of error, that they made this mistake, likely cost him his chances at being governor. But he said, quote, but it was right and I had to do it, end quote. Wow. Yeah. Someone who is putting their own mm-hmm. uh uh career career ahead of someone else's life yeah shocking it's impressive. well it's shocking. impressive it it's is. impressive it is Pitts and lee then had an actual trial but they were again declared guilty by an all-white jury neither adam's confession nor the prosecution's earlier suppression of evidence were allowed to be presented to the jury it's all uh, a fucking game dude it's so fucked up 
It's like protecting each other. The U.S. Supreme Court's decision in Furman v. v. Georgia caused their death penalty sentences to be commuted to life imprisonment. So basically this case was they they constituted the death penalty as cruel and unusual punishment in the case of a burglary death that happened in Georgia. This pits, or what is it, Furman v. Georgia. And that same thing applied to them. So they are no longer on death row, but they're still serving life, life sentences. In a Florida prison. Yeah. Pitts and Lee made an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, but the governor would pardon them before the the Supreme oh. Court decided either to grant them to take their case. Oh, so they're free. Yes. So oh, Arthur so Arthur Canaday, general counsel to Governor Ruben Askew, read an early copy of Miller's invitation to a lynching. Canaday found the book persuasive, and he told the governor that there was a real chance that these defendants were innocent. Oh, thank God. Askew launched an investigation into the case, and he too became convinced that Pitts and Lee were innocent. Oh, my God. I'm getting goosebumps. Me too. The governor and three members of his cabinet, the attorney general, Robert Shevin, who I mentioned earlier, Canaday, uh, who previously worked for him, treasurer Phil Asher, and education commissioner Ralph Turley, signed a pardon that freed Pitts and Lee after 12 years in prison. Wow. 1975. Do they get money? Okay, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> I want to say something about Governor Rob- Ruben Askew. Um, the way I found the story is through him. I was looking for like shitty Florida governors because <laughs> we've had quite a few. And... Um, this is actually somebody who was a really good guy. Really? <laughs> like, like all I could read is like the accounts of how he was this amazing, he was a Democrat, but he was, he didn't play bullshit and he worked both sides and he worked like, he did really good that? things for the state. He believed in integration, which was a big part of the time that he was uh, the governor. And like, he was a real, and everybody was like, he's the nicest guy ever. And he also was very handsome. I thought it was very cute when I was like, oh. I was like, you know what? He still looks so cute. Anyway. But, so. but can't we get back to that? Like, aren't you tired? Oh, so tired. Of the divisiveness and the anger and the rut, like real on both sides. Like I just, can we please like move together a little bit and just like get work done that matters? Like it's, it's, it's really gotten out of control, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, and it's depressing. Like I know so many people that are like, I can't watch the news because it's, it brings up so much anxiety and worry. Like, what are we doing? Well, it makes, what are we doing as a country? You know, it makes sense that people have become apathetic. Is that the right word? Like, yeah. it's exhausting. I'm exhausted. Like, for someone who is so um, involved in it and knows, like, the ins and outs and all of it, I'm tired of it. And I don't know how people volunteer for the party for 30 fucking years and watch bullshit, except that yeah. they eat the shit the party feeds them of yeah. like, this wasn't our fault. This wasn't our fault. Instead of actually oh. saying to these folks, wait a minute, we could have done this, this, and this. Like, aren't you, I've been doing it since 2017, five years. Uh, well, what, six years this year? I'm tired of it. Like, I want out. Yeah, I want out. I want out. Like, I can't continue to sit silently, which I don't do very no. well, and not say things. And when I say silently, I mean in mixed company. Right. Here, I'm right. going to tell you what it's yeah. like because this is where it should go. <laughs> But it's draining. It's draining. Yeah. It's exhausting. And it's it's a lot of work to volunteer and to put time into something. It's so disheartening when it constantly feels like it's never going our way. Yeah. And I'm the woke person. I got it. I got it. But we really, the right uses the woke against us. And the and way that they go and talk to people is about kitchen table issues. I know that what we see on online and like social media seems very like, drag shows which it is yeah. it's all it's all terrible uh, and bad i get it that's just to throw red meat at the morons that vote yeah but the people who really are looking for leadership 
we really need to stop taking the bait and yeah. we need to talk to people. I really am concerned about homeowners insurance. If it's got to be wa- our wallets, yeah, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what people are concerned about, their money, yeah, right? Are they going to be able to retire? And I don't even think- Are they going to have enough money saved? Are they going to be able to afford their house? Are they going to be able to afford health insurance? Are, you know- And those things are really their important. Their kids' colleges. And the thing is like, this too, like- you can talk about how the things that you want to do as a party, like as, or as a candidate to, and to improve on those things. And also in the same breath point to exactly what the Republicans have been doing for 20 years to take those things away from right. you, to make it that more difficult. Needs to be the headlines. They literally just had a special session for homeowners insurance that only benefited the insurance companies. Yeah. They did nothing to help homeowners. No. It's an outrage. People are losing their homes. And you can point to that. You can say, here's what we wanted. Here's what they gave you. Here's what yeah. the Republicans did. You can do that. But even with abortion, like it's a very important issue for me. We're not going to get anywhere on it in, until we, we're winning. Right. That's when we can change it. We're not ever going to win again. So we need to gird economy, our loins. Economy, economy, Put economy, them condoms economy. on. Get on birth control pills. Protect yourself. Protect yeah. yourself, women. Yeah. Protect yourself. And uh, in the meantime, we need to elect people who are going to overturn that stuff. That's not going to happen for 20 years. Oh. So... How about we talk about the things that people are really concerned about? Yeah. You know, I, I, I do miss this kind of governor. And, but, you know, it was DeSantis who in his first term, when Bobby DeBose brought up the Groveland right. Four, uh, he did pardon them. Like, remember, that was a whole thing yeah. where Bobby was asking for years for that to happen and DeSantis did sign it I'm, with an apology, I believe, for this wrongful conviction. But, I mean, <sighs> it's, this is, that's way longer than it should have taken. Yeah. But anyway, um, so after being pardoned, Lee worked for the Florida Department of Health and Rehabilitative Services as a juvenile counselor. However, he lost his job in 1985 after Florida passed a law banning former felons from working with children. Meanwhile, he was not a felon. That's right. That's right. He's uh, pardoned from a crime he didn't commit. That's right. Lee took. You legal- gotta be kidding me with this state. <laughs> it's so stupid. Lee took legal action, and although a lower court ruled against him, the Florida Third District Court of Appeal ruled in his favor. Thank God. The court ruled that Askew's pardon made Lee free from any legal consequences of his conviction. Mm-hmm. Pitts and Lee would work for years to try to gain some sort of compensation for the wrongful imprisonment. Uh. A bill was introduced multiple times in the Florida legislature to grant them money to attempt to make up their imprisonment uh, or make up for it. It's rightfully so. It failed 19 times. The legislation was regularly defeated by traditional Southern Democratic faction of conservative legislators nice. from the panhandle. Y'all know where Racist. that is, right? Racist. Old crackers. <laughs> the old crackers Those in the crackers. panhandle. Another part of the state you drive through very quickly. Uh. Get through here. Where are we going? Let's get the fuck out of here. The fuck out. In 1998, Kendrick Meek, who was a, I believe, a Broward rep, reintroduced the bill in the Florida House, and Betty Holzendorf reintroduced it in the Senate. Holzendorf and Meek, along with a faction of more liberal Democrats, forged an alliance with Florida Republicans over getting the bill passed. However, the House wanted to give the men substantially less money than the Senate did. The Florida House ended up passing a bill that would allow a hearing officer from the Florida Department of Administrative Hearings to grant the men a reward of up to $350,000 for 12 years in prison. That they're splitting? Yeah. A committee, you gotta be kidding me. A committee in the Senate voted to directly give each man $1.5 million. Good. The Senate and House were eventually able to reach a compromise. On April 30th, 1998, Florida Governor Lawton Childs our last Democratic yep. governor, signed a bill into law that granted each man $500,000. Okay. 
I mean, not as much as I think they should no, get, but they, it's something, I guess. Bullshit. Imagine now, the suffering for 12 I've years. S- no, and I've seen pictures of these men who I believe are still, but I, I uh, these pictures might be from 10 or 15 yeah. years ago, out protesting on the Capitol steps, yes. giving their fucking business. They're still involved in shit, and I'm, I love it. I love every second oh of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a fucking mess. What a mess. All right, well. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll end on a positive note. The oh. one positive thing um, in <laughs> politics this week oh. was uh, Illinois becoming the ninth state mm. to ban assault weapons. Assault weapons. Love it. Yeah. So it's uh, California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, and Washington, D.C. So it seems like those are the states that we need to move to. Yeah. <laughs> Can plus, the rest of the states get on board? Plus you please? and Emma both sent me a story that I already seen. And I was like, I want to go to there where oh. Michigan, I think it's, yeah, it's Michigan. It, I think it was Ann Arbor, but it was Ann Arbor. Be, yeah. Where there's a club where it's for uh, everybody. It's like 65 and like, roll. on Friday nights. It's 65 and over and people yeah. fucking go ape shit in there. And yeah. I'm like, I want to go. That's I want to go. Ooh. Oh my I God. I mean, yeah. I've been watching, I, I have been watching Golden Girls clips oh. and AbFab clips oh. and just this like, you know, like short little two minute clips, just oh, laughing my, my ass off. It's just, it's been a nice distraction this week. B. Arthur on the Golden Girls <laughs> has to go down <laughs> She's as one the of the greatest shade, performances She's so uh, good. ever on television. She is so fucking She's funny. She's so good when she says, I just, I love I don't know. I love all of it. I like, I love the dynamics of all of them and Blanche. Oh I, my God. I just want the confidence of Blanche when I'm oh, older. Yeah. Cause she's just like, I'm hot like, yeah. and I'm getting down. Like, yeah. I'm doing it. And she just <laughs> thinks that she is gorgeous. And I love it. Like, I know. And I feel like, especially for women where it's almost like, you know, it feels like there's an expiration date, you know, <sighs> once you're past like 25 and in society. Right. And from back in the day, she really like is empowering of like, you know, own that sexuality and and the way she would walk in a room. Like, I love it. I know. Love it. Me too. So so of the four golden girls, which one do you think you are? Are you Sophia with Italian stories? Maybe you're parts of everybody. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I love the B. Arthur character. Oh my God. She's just a spitfire. And I like, like, cause she's got that. She'll just come in. Yeah. But or Sophia, she'll give a look. She'll just look at somebody. Yeah. And but Sophia does it too. Like, but Sophia will say some fucked up shit. Oh which makes me laugh. Rose, I feel like, is a little too dumb. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's like something that she's, she's done. She's just a little too ditzy. <laughs> I sent you that clip with the condoms. Oh, my God. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so stupid. I know. But it made me laugh. <laughs> like, the lambskin. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and just, <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, <sighs> my God. Good stuff. So good. I I was watching. I watched that with my kids. I'm like oh laughing. My God. And I was like, I need to like revisit the Golden yeah. Girls and just watch it. I'm starting. So do you know what I started rewatching is uh, the Righteous Gemstones. Oh my God! I know you just finished it. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. So funny. That sister is such a complicated woman. I I, I love every her. time she says something, I'm like, what is what <laughs> is going on in that fucking head of this woman? She is so uh, all over the place. Oh my God. And then uh, what else? <laughs> I guess, oh, I've been, so I have my whole like mood for 2023 oh. is about uh, reclaiming time. Mm. It's all about reclaiming time, like reclaiming time to read or 
to do some stupid now, activity. If to you're not do... aware, Tina has a very scheduled life. Everything is like this day do this and this yes. day do this. So what are you fitting in reclaiming my time somewhere on your like reclaiming, daily calendar? Yeah, it kind of just Yeah, I guess like before, like when I would take my kids swimming, I would do like work or something on my and now I'm like, no, I'll read. I mean, mm. I always do like my run and my exercise or whatever. But then I'm just like really this year I really want to focus on trying because I usually I mean I always read but I want to read a lot more like mm-hmm. I used to so I've already I'm already on my second book holy shit yes look at you look yes. at you yes I finished the first one I finished was um it was called sentence by it's by it's actually really interesting because it's from a Native American writer um Louise Erdrich and it's taking place during the time of COVID, mm. but you don't realize that till halfway through the book. And then it's like the, uh, she talks about the character is native American mm-hmm. and she talks about, uh, the George Floyd riot riots. Oh, Cause man. it's happening in oh, that state. We were just watching something. Pammy yeah. said to, my daughter said to me, man, 2020 was wild. I'm yeah. like, yeah, th- that summer yeah. was nuts. And so, but the, the book is interesting. Cause it's like, she was in jail. She gets out of jail. She's like back sort of, she's like in the tribal community and, um her it's just it's just a wild and there's a ghost and it's just a very interesting Mm. uh, little book so I finished that and now I'm reading I'm like oh let me read just um uh, Shirley Jackson and she wrote The Haunting of Hill House which was a Netflix Mm. show she also wrote The Lottery which was a short story that like everybody reads in school and I was like I've never read like a novel from her so I started reading that and I'm almost done so this it's been a while since (gasps) you talked about books on here yes so we should like, have like a book corner with Tina. <gasps> Tina's book corner. Oh my God. I have so many. I have so many on my TBR uh, shelf. So what's that? The to be read. I just have a stack. <laughs> I have a stack of books like this for this year. <laughs> TBR. Yes. Book nerd. Book nerd acronym. Everything gets shorted. Yeah. Shortened up. Oh, so that's it. All right. I'm done. I'm taking up time. Oh, please. Who gives a shit? Who fuck cares? Off. Oh, you don't God like it? it? Go fuck yourself. Stop listening. No. Uh, well, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to heavily edit the beginning of this oh my God. because I went nuts. And by oh, the way, I noticed that you know. were quite quiet over there while you I, let me roll. <laughs> <laughs> Tina's like, going, I'm, I'm like this. I'm, I'm like this. Yeah. Tina's like, I'm out. <laughs> Great. Do, Tina. Do, do, do. <laughs> Great. Leave me out to fucking dry. <laughs> whatever <gasps> whatever <laughs> whatever wow again i have no skin in this game you don't yeah. pay me i don't <laughs> i mean you know what i mean like i don't get my money from this bullshit fuck off listen no i wish I, and i've said this to you so many times like i wish um i could be as open like i did you know okay i hold back you know um but i admire that openness that you have oh, so Tina. much thank you okay i'm, just, I'm sure everybody loves it they do. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, oh, listen, we oh. need you guys to share the pod, you know, help us out, get us out there, hit subscribe, send it to people. Like the more that you guys do that, the more that we're out in the world and season four, we want exposure, 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 and but we need you to do it. Yeah. So please, please, please like leave us, uh, you know, like our stuff online, share our stuff online, you know. Uh, leave a comment on the podcast, whatever podcast device you're listening. Like all of that helps us. The more that people review, the more we get in front of other people. So that's my plug. Do us a solid, y'all. Do us a solid. We (laughs) need you. Yeah, that's right. We got to pay these bills. You know what I mean? (laughs) These podcast bills. (laughs) 
table, kitchen table issues. We yes. need to pay bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you. 